Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, welcome back to another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing podcast. If you're new here, um, what's up? How's it going? Glad to have you. And if you're not new, welcome back. You get to listen to more of my bullshit. <laughs> uh, what's been going on, man? We're halfway into the summer. At least for me. I technically divide summer up in between when my kid goes back to school. And we're halfway there. We're almost at the halfway mark. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy, man. Time flies. Time flies. I feel like it's just Christmas. And like July 4th is right around the corner. July 4th means a lot of things to me this year. Um... Uh, I have a feeling that that's going to be a really great day for me. And Stranger Things Season 3 comes on Netflix. So I'm super ready to binge watch the new season of Stranger Things. It's going to be cool. I saw a trailer for it earlier and uh, they got this whole 80s vibe and oh my god I love 80s. And I was talking to a friend about that today. I am obsessed with 80s music. It is so deep and raw and passionate and, like, just so beyond, like, just such a generational, like, gap from, like, the 60s and 70s sounds. Now, I feel like technically when I talk about, like, Roxy Music, like, Roxy Music was there back in the 70s and, like, I believe Brian Eno was, like, doing weird shit, synthy, drummy, like, weird stuff uh, in the 70s. But, like, you hit the 80s, and, like, you hit it at, like, a... It's just crazy, man. I mean, like... Psychedelic Furs. Just, what a great band. I was, uh, I was, you know, doing some... I, call, I like to call them chores. I was doing some chores around the house, and, uh, I had my earphones in. And, um, I was listening to... I Love My Way by Psychedelic Furs came on. What a fucking raw song. That... It's just, it's so good. Like, if you, like, if you don't know, like, if you, I mean, like, if you don't feel something when you hear the first, like, uh, first, like, strummed chords of Level Terrace Apart by Joy Division, then do you even have a soul? I don't understand people who don't like 80s music. I remember when I worked at a bar, some dude was like, oh, it was actually, like, one of my favorite, like, customers. He had gray hair. He looked like Tom Waits. And, um... He, uh, always drank Guinness. And he was just a, he was a cool dude. Um, but, uh, he fucking hated 80s music. And he was like, that was the worst generation of music ever. What the fuck? No, it wasn't. Like, we're talking, like, the police. We're talking about the Smiths, the Cure. Like, yeah, if you want to get down to, like, okay, then, like, Heart came out. And, like, I'm not, like, downing, downing Heart or anything. Like, you know... Good, good musicians, good, good music. That's when Stevie Nicks started doing her solo stuff, and she was really great. It was a really big era for like women um, solo artists. That's another cool thing. It's like, I mean, but um, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't ever cut out. Like, if I had to listen to just one generation, like one era of music for the rest of my life, it would be eighties music. I do not give a shit what anyone says. Eighties music rules my. Uh, Spotify playlist. I make Spotify. That's another thing. I'm lame. 
<laughs> I'm so I'm so lame. I make Spotify playlists. Um, <laughs> I have one for I have one that's called Totally Eighties because I think I'm really like I think I'm clever. Uh, I have one called Lit Ass Playlist, and that is full of um. My, uh, all of the hardcore bands I listen to. I have a playlist of all the songs from Fallout New Vegas. Because I absolutely love that soundtrack. Which spawned into like, oh, I want to list, I make a playlist of, uh, 60s love songs. And then I got, and then I made a playlist of Now That's What I Call Music. Albums 1 through 50. It includes a thousand songs. I've got, I got tons of stuff over here. Hey, and if you're not a real emo kid, if you don't have a suicide playlist. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I do have, like, the, like, if I, I don't know, like, I don't know what my, like, listeners listen to when they are, like, depressed. But I certainly don't listen to, like, the most cheery stuff. I, like, listen to Bright Eyes and, like, Elliot Smith. And I like to get real sad. Um, so I have one of those playlists, uh, if I'm not feeling well, <clears throat> I'll listen to, uh, to some Elliot Smith and self-loathe. I mean, if you just don't, I mean, if you don't get that, then, I mean, whatever. But I'm also a musician, so, uh, a lot of things I connect with music and film and like, uh, there's, for instance, like, I don't know if any, I don't know if you guys listen to Wes, or not listen, but watch, like, any Wes Anderson films. He has, like, the best, um, he has the best, like, montages. Wes Anderson made that movie, um, Royal Tenenbaums. In the movie Royal Tenenbaums, there is a scene where Margot gets off the bus and right as she steps off the bus like the softest song by Nico called These Days starts playing and you know she wor she walks in like slow-mo and like her and Luke Wilson like stare at each other in this like loving gaze and it's just like ugh. That is, like, what I live for in movies. Or, like, montages where everything is just, like, perfect. Um, there's another one. And this is, like, more of a silly movie. But there's, like, um, I remember when, um, uh, Zombieland came out. And Zombieland came out and, like, Jesse Eisenberg was in, like, his apartment with this girl. And, like, Band of Horses was playing in the background. And I was just like, oh, it's so delicate and sweet. It's just if you like music and film and stuff like that, then that kind of stuff kind of just, like, moves you. That's what makes, like, a whole movie, like, like, a worse movie better. Like, some, some directors are known for that kind of stuff. Wes Anderson's a big guy, big one, that's uh, known for, like, um, making, like, these really, like, monumental montages that are just really emotional. 
Um, but yeah, man, I was talking to somebody today, and I was like, dude, if I, if you don't, if you don't like 80s, like, we can't be friends. <laughs> I just, I don't understand, like, just, there are, there's so many, there's so, so much good music out there, and I feel like I haven't even tapped into, like, a third of it. That's the thing that bothers me the most. I think that's my biggest, okay, I have, like, two big fears. My first one is dying, and I know it's inevitable, but I don't think it's dying. I think it's the, the not knowing when or how you're going to die, or what comes after. That's kind of, like, that's the scary part. Is like the not knowing. I mean, I remember there was like that lame movie that like you had the time of death like clocked on your arm or something like that so you knew when you were gonna die. Like I'm not saying I want to know. It's just like, man, I want to live till I'm like 90 but what if like, you know, life is like, nah girl, you live into 32. <laughs> like, that would suck. I don't want to live to 32. I want to live, man. Also, that reminds me, um, I just want to take a quick, uh, a quick moment to talk about, um, something s slightly serious. Um, if you know anybody, um, who has any addiction issues, or if you've lost anybody to addiction issues, um, we remember those people. Um, by we, I mean people who have empathy for those things. Um, I know a couple of people who have lost some loved ones to addiction. And um, lost them real young. I know, I know a couple of people who have died really young. Really young. For just because they're on smack, you know. Um... So, uh, yeah, I just want to say out there, if you know somebody who has an addiction issue and, um, maybe you don't know really how to, um, dive into that situation, um, there is, um, a person, there is, there is help out there. And, um, uh, if you are Atlanta-based... It's, um, the number you can call is 833-692-9136. This is an addiction hotline. It can save a life. And you can't beat yourself up for, um, not saving someone. I mean, ultimately it's their choice at the end of the day. Um, but at least you can say you tried. So yeah, the number is 833 Six nine two nine one three six. That's an addiction hotline for Atlanta detox treatment. Um, it's local. Um, otherwise, you know, there's also SAMHSA.gov. Uh, they are Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, government uh, funded. Um, they help with a lot of that. Um, there's tons of resources online. Try to save a life, if you can. Um, on to less sad things. Um, let's 
so today <laughs> and I'm just gonna put this out there okay so if you listen to me you might think that I might be like extremely conservative um right wing whatever you want to call it I'm not I'm independent I'm just I have a fucking brain um I got pulled over today um, strictly because of my record. Uh, the guy pulled me over um, because of my quote-unquote tag lights. And when he asked me if I knew why I got pulled over, I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if you guys saw my car, if you guys saw my car, dude. I mean, imagine, okay, so I have a Toyota Camry 1997, um, sedan, four-cylinder, just... It's on 500,000. And, um, it has no hubcaps. It has no hubcaps. It has no, uh, like, wheel covers. Nothing like that. Um, the paint is rusting off of it. It's missing its passenger mirror. Um, both front blinkers are busted. And I'm pretty sure the reverse lights don't even work. Um, the paneling on the inside has fallen off in multiple areas. There is a leak somewhere because the last time it rained, it flooded in my floorboard. Um, so when he, on top of, there's a lot of issues going on under the hood, but I'm not about to paint a turd gold, if you understand me. This car is getting me from A to B back to A again. Um, but, um, it's not something, I put a lot of effort, I work on my, I work on my own car. I put a lot of effort into my car. Um, I have changed its um, alternator a couple times, the battery, the radiator, the speed sensor. I've done a lot of things to this vehicle. And after a while, you just kind of get tired of kind of trying to like spruce up this really old car. And um, I, honestly, this year I thought that I was going to like get my tax returns and like put it in towards like a better or at least like a a newer version of a Toyota because I love my Toyota Camry. It has been with me through thick and thin. I'm pretty sure I like, I haven't, I, I mean like this thing has been through it. I'm talking like I've had it for almost, almost five years now and it has been through, gone to the mountains, gone to the beach, gone everywhere, man. This car has like, it has 500,000 on it. That's crazy, dude. And I'm not, and I'm gonna ride it until, you know, and I've changed the tires like 80 times. I'm pretty sure the back wheel is like trying to fall off. But, um, I just want to, I want to give a quick shout out to my car. Is watch it die on me tomorrow. <laughs> watch it die on me tomorrow. So anyways, this cop pulls me over and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I couldn't help but be like, dude, do you see this thing? I mean, like, do you, like, honestly, so I started pointing out, like, all these things that are wrong with my car, and I'm like, dude, I'm a single mom, give me a, give me a fucking break, you know? Um, I got interrogated pretty bad, which is normal. Um, it's happened before, it happened up in Cobb County. They run my license, and then they see my history, and I'm gonna tell y'all, um, my arrest record is pretty gross. Um... 
they're it's not good. I'm not proud of it. Uh, but it is what it is. It's there. Um, I can't change it. Um, I lived through it. I was wild as shit for about six, seven years of my life. I've calmed down tremendously now, but I mean, it is what it is. It just was what it was, you know? So they run that shit and then they look at it and then, um, they start asking questions and in, on my license, I'm like, I live in a different, my, my, on my license is a different address. My hair is blonde because about a year ago I had blonde hair. And so they thought that that they, (laughs) so I'm just waiting for the guy because I don't even think anything of this kind of stuff. The guy asked me where I lived and I told him. It was different from what was on the license, so he told me I needed to change it. So whatever, I'm just looking out the window, just wondering when the fuck I'm going to be able to leave. If he's going to write me a ticket or not. If he's going to ask me to step out of the car. Whatever he's going to do. I look over, I finally, you know, look over. And this cop's, this other cop, because there was like three cop cars. This other cop uh, is just standing there fucking staring at me. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Holy shit, hey. And he was like, hi. I was like, uh, yeah, you kind of startled me. But not only that, he's shining his his flashlight in my face. And, he's like, and I kind of like, it's 1030 at night or something like that. It's like almost 11. Shining light in my eyes. Fucking bright. I was like, yeah, that's bright, dude. He was like, uh, no, I didn't even say anything. I just put my hand up. Kind of like, get your light out of my face. And he was like, yeah, I bet that's pretty bright, isn't it? And I was like... Uh, a little bit. What's up? He was like, this pic- this person in the picture um, on your ID, is that you? Swear to God. <laughs> Just like I'm carrying around somebody else's. It's, so they asked me a lot of questions. And I was like... I had passed by a cop. I mean, they're all over right now near where I live. But I passed by a cop earlier while I was on my way down to another part of town um, near where I live. And um, Georgia State Patrol was uh, had pulled this guy over. And when I was passing, I saw him. And there was this black guy. And, um, he was just standing at the back of his car while this guy was rummaging through his shit. And I just don't know, man. It's just, like, it's totally invasive out here. It's, it's fucked up. It's bad. I don't, I mean, like, I get the whole, like, if you're not in trouble, then you don't have any reason to be worried kind of thing. Um, I get where, like, certain people would say that. Or come up with that. But that's not the case. With everything. I saw a pretty questionable. Not even pretty questionable. It was fucking questionable. Video on Facebook today. And I don't even care what the circumstances were. Unless it was like the people were trying to harm somebody or themselves. The way these policemen and the people I de- I dealt with I dealt with today, the second cop was like the strong arm cop and he was being a prick. The first cop was generally nice, you know, just kind of just talk to him. But I gen I genuinely get nervous around cops because uh, I have a track record. 
and it's not pretty. And so, um, they kept me out there for an hour. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's like that quite a bit. And, um, you know, fuck the government. Fuck all this, you know, innocent before proven guilty shit. It's guilty before innocent. I don't care. I don't give a fuck who you are. And some people don't even get the time to get go to trial because they get fucking shot. It's just... I really think that I would maybe have, like... I just feel like... I, I just feel bad for my generation in the deep pocket of the South that we're in. Because it's just like, yeah, okay, I complied. But, like... Who, who's out there complying and still getting shot and arrested and shit? You know what I mean? And y'all know what I fucking mean. You know I'm not talking about fucking white people. I had three cops where I was. Imagine if I was a fucking black person. Take that number and multiply it by three. It was fucking stupid. I don't have anything else fucking better to do. People are like slinging fucking dope everywhere, and people are killing their kids out here in the fucking out here in the fucking slums, slummy shithole area where I live, and uh, and you're worried about my fucking tail light, my tag light. Fuck off. Why don't you go fucking sit at a trailer park and make sure that nobody's fucking killing their newborns? The fuck. Can't stand cops, yo. There's so much more important things to worry about. There's just no reason to keep me out there for an hour, just because of my track my track record, just because my my hair was different on my license and my my address was different. They started asking me what my old my address was. I'm like, I forgot the fucking number, and they gave me all about that. I had somebody say, well, you should, you're lucky they didn't write you a ticket. <laughs> okay. Sure. Whatever. I guess that's the way it goes. I guess that's what, what the world is expecting now, and just expect to just bend over and take it. Fine by me, I guess. It's literally everything the government has ever well, I could go on forever. Anyways, let's talk about something else. So, um, I don't know if I've said this on here before or not, but I dabble in a lot of stuff. Um, my friend gave me her laptop that was gifted to her by a friend. Or a regular at her bar that moved. And um, she was going to show it to me while I was over at her house. And um, she couldn't get it on. And uh, so I took it home with me. And dude, I spent maybe like 12 hours on this laptop. I swear to God. And I can't, I don't know if it's a personality trait of mine. But if I can't conquer something. Like if I can't figure something out. Then I just get like upset. Like... And I eventually gave up on her laptop because I was like, oh, it's not my laptop. And I told her, you could probably sell this online for like a hundred bucks. Somebody will buy it, fix it, and then take it and like sell it for twice as much. I was like, that's the best thing I can tell you to do. But, um, I don't know. I, if I can't figure something out, 
I just don't like, it makes me upset. I just want to get, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know everything about everything. I think that's what I was saying earlier. It's like, I want, I wish, I, there's just so little time in, in our lives to, to explore and know and do everything. Those are my, and I was saying there's two fears. That's my second fear is not knowing everything. Not because I want to be a know-it-all, but because, like, there's so much information out there and so little time to retain it. And I just, I think that's so sad. I was saying something, I think I was talking to somebody, one of my friends, and I was like, I want to live forever, man. And they were like, like, Lestat? Like, a vampire? I was like, yeah, dude. And they were like, you'd have to see all your loved ones pass away and go and this and that. And I was like, well, I've already conquered at least like a third of my family dying in front of me, so I think I could handle that. I think I would make a very good vampire. That's like a weird eighth grade person, eighth grade girl, goth girl thing to say, but if a vampire thing was a reality, I think I'd make a good one because I'd, I would love to just wander the earth forever and f- go everywhere and see everything and know everything and just be like, not so I could be like, I know this and I'm better than you. But because, like, what's better than knowledge? Like, the best thing that ever has been given to man was the power of creation and knowledge. Like, which is actually, like, actually technically not given to us. Actually, I think that was, like, a sin. Sinful thing. Um, Adam and Eve and all that. Right? Uh, the all-knowing apple. Let me just, I just realized this. If he, if any of y'all are religious at all, um, wasn't the snake in the Garden of Eden the, the devil speaking to Eve? But if that was the first creation of man that God had made, let's say, in the seven days that he created... How did Lucifer slash the the devil come about? Because if I'm not mistaken, he's a fallen angel. Holes in that plot. Uh, Something else for me to look up, I guess. So yeah, actually, I guess that wasn't really given to us. If If you believe in the philosophy of religion, Christianity... We ate the apple. Eve ate the apple, which was all-knowing, all-seeing apple. Otherwise, we'd be dim, I guess? If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's what was taught to me. If that's wrong, then I apologize. I don't know what I'm talking about. Either way, thank God. (laughs) Right? Like, what a cool thing. Because look at science, you know? Look at all this stuff that we have now. Modern medicine technology. Sometimes it gets a little too out of hand. I mean, like, I think that you have to know your limits and bring yourself back to Earth, but that's on you. Because if you rely on technology completely, then you're fucked from the get. But technology can be such a powerful thing and great thing. Internet's so great. You can literally learn how to fucking change your brakes by looking at a YouTube video. Like, like, in the crazy, but the, also the crazy part about it is, is it like, 
I know, and I'm not trying to make this like a man versus woman thing, but I know certain people who would rather pay someone to do something super simple like change their oil for them than do it themselves. It's crazy. It's so, I mean, like, why not, you know? Why not if it's super simple and it's that easy? Why wouldn't you want to do it? Like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only person that, like I said, I dabble. I like to know everything about everything or at least a little bit about something. A little bit about everything. That's that's the kind of person I am. I don't perfect anything. I like to dip my toe into literally, like, everything. So, like, I play music, play video games. I know a lot about music and a lot about film. Um, I can work on cars. I can work on computers. Um, pretty much if it's broken, I can fix it. Uh, I like to sew. I like to cook. I like to clean. I'm pretty much well-rounded, which means I don't need no fucking man. Booyah! <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I love to read. I love to educate myself. So... Dude, my friend is crazy. <laughs> Sorry, she just texted me. I'm telling you, I got some great folks in my life. If you don't have one friend who's always been down, they mean a lot when you ain't got much family. Um, I meant to make this a short podcast anyways. It's really late at night. I don't want to upset anybody. This is about the time I go to bed anyways, like 1 or 2 a.m., um, I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day. Um, for the people who are stepdads, or adoptive parents, or single mothers, um, I congratulate you. Enjoy the rest of your Father's Day, and, uh, we'll see you next time. Once again, I'm your host, Jessica. This is What the Fuck Am I Doing Podcast. And I will see you guys next Monday and rattle off about more dumb shit. Alright, take it easy.